Howdy, howdy. Let's get fucking rowdy, boys. How are we Woo! going? <laughs> I'm sitting here with Andrew and CEO Jack Brophy back in the house for once, um, pulling his weight. So that's a good thing. <laughs> that's a good thing, you know. How are we, fellas? Well, rowdy for a nil-all draw isn't <laughs> usually the way that things go, but for Liverpool Man United, it really was. Harley's been playing with the headphone mics as per usual. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I've been all right. Busy week, obviously coming into Christmas. This is probably going to be our last episode before the Christmas break. Definitely. So definitely. it might be the spiciest one yet, considering. <laughs> yeah, nah. How have you been, Andy? I'm good, mate. I'm a bit fucking tired, not going to lie. That uh, Monday morning game just still carrying over today, I think. <laughs> I didn't actually go back to sleep after that one. I, that. I went straight to the gym. So Once I had again. a little nap yesterday afternoon. Oh, I had a little That's nap gross. yesterday, Arvo, because I was fucked. But yeah. anyway, uh, anything you guys wanted to chat about quickly on episode 25 of From the Spot? I think we spoke about the it. The quarter century. We spoke about it just off air before that the goals probably weren't as flashy this week. No, we went from last week where there was about fucking six goal a year contenders, I reckon, to probably Kudus had a good goal and that was about all I can sort of think of. Big results though, huge results mm. across the whole league and I can't wait to get into it. So do you guys still run it with Andy going through the results? It's been uh, a while. Yeah, we just sort of a rapid fire. Rapid <laughs> fire it and then we'll go back, go back. <laughs> Go back through them and, and have a Fuck bit of a chat. Right, yeah, I was having a bit of a stroke there. Well, I, um, I'm i happy to go through that. And then I've got a little bit of a secret segment like I did for the other Ooh. boys, which I'm happy to <laughs> run on through. So we'll see how that goes, but let's go through the results. Tasty. Uh, we'll jump right into it, boys. We've got Forest versus Tottenham. Uh, Tottenham took it 2-0. We've got Bournemouth and Luton drawing at Bournemouth. I think that was suspended, so we'll have to look at... Uh, it was. Oh, because of the, uh, the yeah, heart attack. Having abandoned, heart attack. Yep. I don't know if it was abandoned or postponed. Or well, what, it says suspended yeah. here, so I'm assuming they're going to replay the yep. end of it. It was one, uh, it was one, one all, actually, yep. as well. So, so uh, probably it, a good one to restart. Unless it goes over 70 minutes, it has to be replayed. <laughs> yeah, I okay. found out yesterday. Okay, there you go. Interesting. Funnily enough, I woke up during the night, probably just due to the stress of no one ever rocking up for the podcast. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I yeah, I woke up and I was watching one of the other games and they mentioned it. So I flipped across on Optus Sports and it was sitting there. It was just, it was a really weird feeling. Mm. It was just everyone in the stands, no one saying anything. Just thought, You can hear people chattering, but no commentators. I noticed on the replay, uh, not the replay, but when you go back and try and watch the incident, they show the incident once. And after that, they don't show anything. They don't yeah. show any of the medical staff. It's just like they go around the ground. With the cameras and stuff, so Pretty much, yeah. it's a bit strange, but um, I can understand why they do that. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Jumping back into the bridge, Chelsea took Sheffield United two nil. Uh, City and Palace drew at the Etihad two all. A big result there for Palace. And Definitely a bit of talking happening on that one. Hundred percent on that one. We got uh, Newcastle beating Fulham three nil at home. Burnley going down two nil to Everton at home. West Ham taking Wolves three nil. At home, uh, Brentford and Villa. Now, I think Villa got a bit lucky here. Yep, agreed. 2-1 win to Villa at Brentford, but, yeah, we'll talk about that one as well. Um, Arsenal getting over Brighton at home and Liverpool United. Pretty average game, nil-all draw at Anfield. So, about what do we think, about boys? as exciting as a nil-all game could get, though, yeah. to be fair. Yeah. So, we, get it, we'll, we'll, we may as well jump, we'll jump into, into that, that one. one. Yeah. Just before we do that, five red cards for the weekend. Yeah, mm. a lot again. Yep. Yeah. Similar to, like, the first couple of weeks. Question, before we even Answer. talk about that <laughs> that game yep. and, and how it went, 
as I mentioned just before, you got to have a little look at it. The red card for um, Diogo Dallo, what were your thoughts there? Uh, if he was the captain, he probably would have got away with it. But he wasn't, was he? I really think anyone should have got away. I don't think that, especially in that sort of game. No. Nah. I think no, I don't think that's worth sending someone off. I mean, the the so referee you, is supposed to job is to keep twenty two players on the ground if they can. Like, I don't think that I, warranted I sending someone off. I, I mean, disagree, if you disagree, you think, then it should have been Liverpool with ten people from about twenty minutes when this, Nunez this comes, did it. This comes back to last week where we were talking about the sin bin shit like that. Chuck them in the sin bin mm. ten minutes. I yeah. mean, if you go back, um, what Nunez, I mean by I disagree is they don't have to keep the players in the field. They've yeah. just got to say yes or no for depending on the situation. That's, game, yeah. that's what an official does. Yeah. Yes. But do you think that because the timing of the game, what was happening throughout it, the referee was heightened to make that decision? Is that I, where you go? I with? definitely think he let his emotion get the better of him at that point of the game. Uh, and I can understand you do get emotional, but yeah, as a referee, you got to sort of keep a level head. No. Especially when he had Liverpool get the W for the last leg of his multi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, honestly, you look back and you look at uh, the way Nunez dealt with the um, assistant referee earlier in the game. I think it was about 25 minutes in. It was something like, what did he do? He, he sort of hip and shouldered Johnny Evans and got yellow carded. Threw, oh, Johnny yeah. Evans dives. Yeah. Dive. No, where, where he went down like a sack of shit. Go and watch it. I watched it, mate. It was the clearest yellow card you could have. Soft. All right. That's the most fucking biased thing you've ever fucking said. Anyway, so he gets a yellow card there. Then he kicks the ball half half of the um, pitch away, right, which they gave a yellow card to, what's his name, from Palace last week. Mm. You know, sorry, no, not to him, but to someone last week. And then he goes to the linesman and, like, claps in his face like this. Yeah, well done, brother. Right, which is dissent. And then he goes away and then goes back to the linesman and does a big thumbs up in his face, which that's, is dissent again. That's so it's not like, dissent. That's completely I, different. Go to the FA's website. If you look up the dissent rule, what they use as an explanation is applauding condescendingly, okay. like clapping. Fair. There but you go. <laughs> that's a lot different to Dallo. Just fucking screaming his he got head angry, off yeah. and throwing fingers at it the was ref. A yellow. It was a yellow, definitely a yellow, right? Well, he should have fucking calmed down after the, the yellow. But he hadn't even like, he turned around, he hadn't even received the yellow yet. I think he, he got the yellow. frustrated with himself after that point. Like he wasn't directing anything by after the, that point. By the looks of it, I think he got yellowed for the, like the attempt to hip and shoulder. I think that was the first card. Mm-hmm. And then the second card was the descent. While we're on Nunez. Uh, I spoke Plop. about it yesterday. Oh, I'm in complete agreement with that, and that's why I brought this up. If Liverpool, uh, prior to that game, and even now they're still second, weren't top of the table, there'd be a, so much bigger discussion around his season so far and the misses opportunities that he'd had. He'd, he'd be the scapegoat of the league, literally the league, because everyone likes to pile on United when they're going shit, mm. Chelsea when they're going shit, Liverpool, of course, when they're going shit. When, I brought it up last week. When's the pressure start to cook on him that could cost us a chance at the title? Because we're right in the title race now. He's costing us that chance as we speak. Yeah, I, 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 agree. I brought it up last week. This, his saving grace is his numbers are mint because he comes on for 30 minutes, sets up, maybe scores, and then his job is done. But then again, he's not 
When he starts, horrible. He doesn't suit a game like it was on no, the weekend either. Definitely because not. we came there and went, okay, well, we're going to stay there and stay solid. Because, yeah. I mean, if United had have come there and gone, oh, we're going to go toe-to-toe with them, right? If we had gone there and done that and lost 4-0, Ten Hag sacked yeah. in the morning. Like, that's, that's the truth of the matter. Yeah. So because we've had such shit results there previously, I don't think there was any result where – United, well, Ten Hag specifically could have gone there and gone, well, we're just going to go for it. Like, it just yeah, wouldn't have been plausible I, I in any way. I never have an issue with a team doing that at the end of the day if it's a survival technique. Mm. But I think back to my point of what it is, Klopp, Klopp struggled to have an out-and-out striker since probably Aubameyang at Dortmund for the way that he's operated the team. and mm. He manipulated the team when we had... Firmino, Mane, and Salah in so that it was intertwining weaves running forward that teams couldn't predict, and that was our counter-attack that was strong. But now, you, but now you've come into a system where we've got, like I said, he's really an out-and-out striker for what he's playing, really got to have that big body that draws off the defenders, and maybe that's why he's in there as sort of a decoy. We're not sure mm-hmm. of like the plans of what it is, but I think if you're an out-and-out striker, you you need to be scoring goals at the end of the day. That's that's the aim of the game. That's the reason that you're in that position. And if you're faulting those chances where you're at, well, you shouldn't be in the starting lineup. Well, I think he's best not as a striker anyway. I, I feel like he's best off the wing. And, and touching touching <clears throat> on that Firmino, Mane, Salah play that Klopp used to do, that became very easily figured out after two or three years of yeah, well, he and, and he's Klopp still trying exposed it. Yeah, much. and he's still trying to do that. You can see that he's got uh, Nunez trying to play that Bobby role. Yeah, oh, when it happens, it's not, it's, he does it. He's there, but that's not that's not how he plays. He doesn't he's have not that, the. He's not that style of player. Yeah. Like Jack said, he's he's an out and out striker. He's number nine. He goes up there. He scores goals. That's what he's supposed to do. But he can't do it with how we we play. We play with pretty much the wingers coming in as his strikers. Mm. So. And you, your play has evolved as well. It has. It's a little bit different now. It's that, a lot more possession-based yeah. than it used to be. Like yeah. when you guys won the Champions League, you weren't holding. We were possession. counter. Yeah. We were purely counter-attack. Yeah. It but was you, as soon as that ball hit the back line, boom. It happens because teams end up going, well, we have to respect this team. We can't give them that space in behind. Mm-hmm. So then they'll start sitting there. It happens with everyone. It's yeah. happening with Arsenal right now. You'll see... Saka and Martinelli don't get enough, uh, don't get as much time as they used to last year on the wings because they they're getting more attention from those, you know, the fullbacks or mm. whatever it is. So people it does get, happen. People get more time to watch the footage, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. of games. Before There's a end. lot more an- analysis these days. Than, yep. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, absolutely. But anyway, yeah, Nunez else on Liverpool. I, I agree. Nunez. United? It's time where he has to start scoring. Or he's gone. There's already people uh, calling for Jota mm. to come back in as the starting striker because he will finish it. <laughs> I thought, honestly, that. Yeah. that game wasn't that bad. After about 60 minutes, it sort of opened up and yeah. was good to watch. Uh, yes, there were, what was it, 34? Was it 34 shots? Yeah. You could say about 25 of them were pretty worthless shots, you know, wide to, and whatever and or had nothing nine on nine genuine chances in a game, you've got to capitalise on yeah. those. And that's that's probably where you can hear the frustration in me. It's just like you need to make those chances when they capitalise. Because if we kick one of those goals early, it can change the whole game. Oh, yeah. It can change the whole way 
United yep. drops their heads. Mm-hmm. We're at home. The crowd gets involved. Yep. Everything changes from there. So that's speaking of the crowd, uh, absolute Phil Neville, silence. Yeah, at Phil Anfield. Neville uh, said that's probably the worst he's ever heard. Anfield biggest crowd, but no vocalization. Well, mate, I reckon I heard the the corner of United fans singing more than Liverpool, yeah. which is like you shouldn't you shouldn't hear shouldn't that. Hear, not at Anfield, especially not at a big big stadium like that. Um, that's always full. Yeah, you know. Um, I, yeah. I thought Trent's shot, even though it wasn't Should, on target, was the that was the best, that was the best, best chance, chance you guys yeah. had. I, I and when he before. hit it, I went, "That's fucking going in the bottom corner." It's just, and when you see it from behind, it just like just that little little curl. It's a bit of a trademark of his those sort of shots. The late yeah. late or not entry to the box, but the sort of just outside the box that late run in. Um, yeah, yeah oh, a right. very disappointing game for Liverpool, I think. Well. Speaking of players that probably have copped a bit, Nunes is one of them, but that's a great segue into Anana, who's copped a lot of flack, but he's leading the clean sheets. I'm not sure who he's leading it with. I should have that stacked down. But yep. uh, nonetheless, he's leading the clean sheets at this stage. Do you, do you put that down to United's game? Because I honestly think your defenders haven't been that great, and he's made Their a lot of Our defense has been very he, hasn't been he wasn't obviously that great in the Champions League, but in the Premier League, you've Besides the first probably five or six games, you can't really fault him that much for what he's delivered for United in that impact. And having 34 shots, I think, like you said, only eight or nine of them are on target. But he was massive and probably your player of the game. Well, I think if you look at it, I think it was we're in the top five or something teams. So for how many shots a goalkeeper faces. Mm Mm-hmm. And where it, yeah, well, like just top four or five up or something. Stats after right. Yeah, yeah, literally, right? So that just tells you that our defense and, you know, midfield are just leaky. Mm. So if, if we've got the most clean sheets, and that's a, that's a good thing. Yeah, obviously. Doesn't, by the way, just checking the stats. Saliba is, is seven. He's, he's equal second with five other people. Yeah, right. Got six so, clean sheets. Saliba. Yeah. What do they count defenders as clean sheets as well? I thought they only counted goalkeepers. Is Saliba not a goalkeeper? No, he's center back. Anyway, oh, that's funny. <clears throat> anyway, anyway leading the goalkeepers for clean sheet. <laughs> I think instead of doing a little bit of a review in terms of the games, because there was some big games, we might as well bring up the special segment now. All right. In a way that we'll go for it. So we're we're going to go through from twentieth to first. One sentence for what each team needs for Christmas, in terms <laughs> of whether it be a player. Um, what they need from someone else in their team to be better going into obviously the January transfer window, the second half of the season really. We're nearly at the halfway point and we'll go through from there. So obviously it's going to be very, very hard and it might be go down to minuscule when you get towards the top. But Sheffield United, what do they need for Christmas besides a, a World War Three to start to get themselves out of really relegation, which seems inevitable? You know what? They need to book themselves a ticket uh, to wherever they're heading for round one in the championship. <laughs> <laughs> because, because they fucking, they might save some money on it. Fuck, yeah, they're not, not looking good, are they? Oh, look, I'd agree on that, but they're only six points off the drop zone getting out of it. That's two games. They have two quick wins. I don't think it's going to happen. Who's that off? Look, I, I don't Who's think, the next person? There? I think they're not going to win more than five games Certainly. of the season. So they're going to have to do that pretty soon to make it. Who impact. are they six points off? Nottingham Forest. Yeah. Which could happen. Still still a yeah. high possibility. Oh, it's a long season. Goes down. But like we're only halfway through. It's, it's, it'd have to be a miracle with the way they've been playing. Mm. It's, 
I think like the closest I said, the, one the would bottom, be... The bottom teams have probably been the worst they've been for a while in the Premier League. We've seen teams, maybe one or two, but there's a few in there that you go, geez, they're stinking up this year. Mm, but for time. me, obviously, it goes without saying, they're going to they're gonna need wins and need them quick <laughs> just to gain that sort of momentum going into the, the new year. Do you know what Sheffield United need right now? What's that? The 2011-2012 Essendon medical team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Might get them on board for... <laughs> Some of that good stuff. Sorry, that was a bit of a low blow there. Yeah, they need Jurgen hey, Klopp, hey. mate. They need Jurgen Klopp. They need yeah, they just need a manager that will complain some more. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we'll move, to, <laughs> we'll move to Burnley. We'll move through these ones probably quickly. Burnley play okay at home at times, and I say that because they did that last season, but, geez, they haven't really this season at well, all. They, they smashed Sheffield 5-0 at home. Like, Yeah, and you know what they need? One word, consistency. <laughs> Once again, Sheffield. <laughs> the one consistency in the in this conversation. They what does Burnley the... need? They need to play Sheffield more. <laughs> Every week. <laughs> they do. Just go to the FA and say, can we play these guys like five times this year? <laughs> yeah, just a bit of a consolation. But Luton Town next, they're, they're in a bit of strife, I think, as well. They're, they're looking at going down. We said that at the start of the season. There was a couple of... Shining moments where they looked like they were going to be all right, um, but now the reality sort of sunk in. And out of those three teams we've just mentioned, that all three of them have only got two wins for the season at this stage. I think they were knocking on the door for at least points, shared points at Bournemouth on the weekend. Yeah, they have multiple times. They're yeah. honestly the most. If I was going to say that one team out of that bottom three was potentially staying up, it'd be them. It'd be Luton at this stage. Yeah, I agree. Because they, they play fairly well. They play smart. Yeah. But they, they know just that lack the, that little bit of just Premier scrappy. League. Yeah. Right. Like they'll just go in. You know you're going to get them for 90 minutes where they're going to have a cracker, yeah? Yeah. And if they score, they're going to score. Yep. So And they're, they're fairly so, solid, which Sheffield's not and Burnley's not. That's their biggest yeah, issue. I, so. I think, yeah, Luton just need that last 20 minutes of not being scrappy. Well, if you, look, fine. if you look at it, you, you bang on what you're saying because Sheffield United have got negative 31 Goal differential, Burnley negative 20, Luton negative 15. So mm-hmm. they've tightened the ship a little bit, yeah. even though their points are only one point above the two teams that we aforementioned. But for me, obviously, like you, like you said, they've got to be able to keep that defence going but then score that late goal for a draw or for a win. Yeah. Are you surprised how many games are decided by one goal they're, or they're, even just one point? Like at, at the bottom of the table, if you can get one point mm-hmm. – it's Even huge. just from holding another team to no goals and you don't score, that's huge. That's huge. Yeah. Like if you can do that five, six times in a season, that's the difference between staying up and not staying up. So, um, but yeah, they we'll just move, need to tidy up. We'll mm. move on to Nottingham Forest next. Who again? I reckon they actually started the season okay. They're on fourteen points, so five above the drop zone. I'll tell you what they need. They need to stay up mm. big time because they spent so much money. Yep. When they came up. The owners would be shit themselves. If they don't stay up, they'll be fucked because they'll lose all that revenue that they've expected. Um, so, do you, so do they double down in the January transfer window and plot more needs of what they get and risk the money-wise? Or do you think they need more time to gel? I don't think it's a gel issue. I think it's they've bought in the wrong talent. You think it's a moose issue or a wax Wings. issue or something? Uh-huh. <laughs> Real cream issue. <laughs> nah, I I don't think they'll double down. I don't think they need to double down. I think they just need to kind of plant their feet 
well, say, hey, this is they, what's going to happen. They were in that Chelsea mm. because they brought so many players in at once. Last year was very sort of topsy-turvy. And this year has been <clears throat> a year where they're trying to, I guess, find that space where they sit. Mm. And they still haven't found it. So, 16th is Everton, which is surprising. If they didn't have that 10 point deduction, they would be in front of Chelsea and Brighton and sitting in ninth at this time of year. So, they've had eight wins, 16 points at this time of year. And their goal differential is in the positives. And the next team that is in the positives is Chelsea, mm-hmm. like I just mentioned, in 10th. So, the rest are obviously all in negatives or not, like Brentford is mm. coming up. But, geez, they've turned the tide around. They were they were nineteenth about four or five weeks ago, I reckon. And mm. I mean massive strife. So what do they need, Andy? I know what they need. What do they need? They need to build Sean Dyche a statue at the front. It's Sean. funny. It's funny. <laughs> we were to- I was talking about this with my warehouse team leader today. Sean Dyche just knows how to get an on the brink team to just perform and do what they need to do to stay up. It's invaluable so, that sort of yeah. shit. I reckon it's that last stand. You've got one clip of bullets left. You're sitting in a trench. You got to take out thirty people, line them all up, get it done. I think he's, he's doing well. I think <laughs> he's give, really doing. Give well. the clip to Sean Dyke. <laughs> He'll turn it into well, twenty bullets. <laughs> we might have to get on a shed because they. Uh, I think Leeds went for Sam Allardyce, mm-hmm. thinking he was going to do the same thing, which he didn't. So sorry, shed. But yeah, I think yeah should have got Sean Dyke. I don't Dice. think they could have anyway. Just, just I so, was done, yes or no, do they stay up? Yeah. 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 They do. All right. Crystal Palace next who, yeah, they cost themselves on the weekend with a way. No, sorry, they didn't cost themselves. They did themselves a favour coming 2 all. I was thinking of um, the team that played Tottenham. But <laughs> uh, 2 all in the end for them, 17 points, one point above Everton, even though they've had half as many wins, which is hilarious if you think about it from that perspective. Minus eight, goal differential. What do they need to do to stay up? I think they need support for Elise. I think in in the the January transfer window, they're probably looking at maybe a defender or two and a midfielder that can support Elise. What they need is to continue to be solid. Uh, they get points when they hold teams. Most of the points they've got, uh, you know, from one nils, one ones nil alls, like they've held a lot of clean sheets and that's where they're getting a lot of their points from. So that's that's their strength. They don't have a lot of attacking prowess. When well, you don't have a lot of attacking prowess, you need to Or is that a stay, weakness? Stay because stay if you're not going to be able to score enough when it counts. You don't have to score a lot if you stay solid. So that's should, what but goes they, back to what we were saying. With oh, I, town. I agree. I agree. I'm just playing the devil's advocate. Should they look at bringing in some uh, productive productivity <laughs> Going forward, or potentially, but I mean, they've got Elisa. It's easy got, to say, and yeah. then actually, are they going to be able to spend the money? We don't know that. Yeah, they've got Elisa. They've got Eze. They don't spend a lot of money, particularly anyway. Rumors so. are they are going to bring in a defender, um, in uh, Chaloba from Chelsea. Oh, Chaloba, Chaloba, Trevor, big Trev. So that is the rumor at the moment for, for Palace, and I think that'd probably bolster them up a little bit probably provide some stability out of the back line for them. So could be could be interesting. 
Bournemouth, there's only two sentences that are needed for that. They need 11 Solankis <laughs> and they need Eddie, Eddie Howe back. back. <laughs> it's um, the only way yes. that they'll make it <laughs> because Eddie Howe's the GOAT. He made them relevant for what Ooh. they are. But tell you what, they've, they've turned it around as well. They were in the relegation battle not too long ago. They've been doing very well. Four out of the last five. Yep. Um, and the, the fifth was a draw, so they're, they're doing very well. A couple well. good scalps in that too, not just yep. like cannon fodder or like Sheffield and stuff. They've like they've taken it top top six club. Yep, points. Yep. So, so I think I think Bournemouth are going to stay up. I don't think they need to do much. Maybe just a bit more consistency. I was on the brink. I was on the brink for them mm. earlier in the season when they were really struggling. I thought these guys are going to be. They were my roughie at the start of the year. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I was thinking these guys are going to be the team that's closest to that drop but they've really picked it up since that point. So they really just need to continue to ride that wave while they can because it won't last the whole season as we've seen with teams like Brighton and mm-hmm. things like that. I, I feel like we'll see the same with Villa at some point as well. At the moment, they're riding their luck. Luck's a big thing in, in football. Mm. You know, um, Things can go either way, just like that red card on the weekend. You know, yeah. Villa would on their way to a defeat against Brentford and then game turns around very quickly. Yeah. So... Yeah, I think they just need to ride that wave while they can. On to the next one, Brentford. And they're one of the other teams as well that are similar to Brighton in what you were just saying. You missed Start Wolves, mate. What are you doing? Oh, Wolves. Gone. Sorry. Oh. Yeah. Gone. What Sorry, it? Wolves oh. are Hampton, not the normal <laughs> name. Uh, <laughs> so they're on 19 points, same as Bournemouth and Brentford, who are above them, who I just spoke about there. Their goal differential. So Brentford's on zero. We might as well go through both of them at the same time. Brentford's on zero. Wolves minus eight. Bournemouth, the Cherries, Eddie Howe's boys, minus nine. So the goal differential is not good enough at this stage for points-wise, and that's where it can probably change a little bit, but I expect them to stay up. Oh, surely. Honestly, there's really not much of a – From here on out, every team should really stay up. Most of them, yeah. I really don't have any doubts with anyone above that 17th position as it stands. Uh, Just – because the other three have been so poor. Yeah, absolutely. Any other season, you wouldn't have them I think you, you, stamped on there, but this yeah. season it's just so, so poor compared to the rest of the competition. If Wolves get Neto back, they'll be fine. They'll stay mid-table. Yeah. Um, like they're scraping by at the moment. Hichan. That's what they need. Yeah. Wang, Neto back. sorry. Huang is uh, kind of keeping them afloat when they need to. So, yeah, I think Wolves, Wolves will be fine. They just need to keep going with what they're doing. Speaking of getting players back, Ivan Tony to Brentford. Wonder if he actually stays or goes. Is that's gone a little bit quiet? They might yeah, sell him. I know they can they can get rid of him in January because he does come back. Being very quiet and considering at the start of the season it was like, where's he gonna go? Where's he gonna mm. go? Obviously it'll ramp up again. Who knows? They might keep him for six months and then get rid of him. You never know. It's it's the January window. I'm sure some offers will come in. Um, from from teams that do need latest news is Chelsea and Arsenal. Chelsea, I think that's such a risk. Who else can Chelsea buy? Honestly, I think it's such a risk bringing in a player that's missed that much. You can, I know, practice and all that is important as well. But game day fitness, obviously, they'll be trialing him through to do all that sort of stuff. But if I'm a team like Arsenal or Chelsea, I want to see him for another six months to see that he's still got it. See that he's still going to be worth that price, but knowing those clubs, they'll just pull the trigger and spend hundred minutes. Spurs are in the running apparently as well, so it could be a Spurs transfer. Could, that's Ooh. probably not a bad yeah. bad move for him, to be honest. Under mm. Ange, yeah, he'll fucking. Yeah, I reckon he'd suit. <laughs> I reckon he'd suit Spurs. Yeah, so that's enough for them. Fulham, they're my biggest surprise that they're in eleventh. I think 
Mm. I didn't have too much hope for them at all. They've had a good run in the last sort of five weeks, well, actually. Yeah, they've, they've won scored three. a lot of goals. They've won three and lost two in the last five. I mean, they've scored three goals, like, or three or more goals four times in the last five or something like that. Pretty close to that. They've scored five goals back to back. Who they, I reckon they scored. Did they score against you, Blakes, last week or not? Was it yeah, the first got, week? They got two passes. Yeah. It was two, yeah. three. Yeah. So, or the week before, whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. So, what do they need to do? Couple more Harry Wilsons. Uh, I tell you what, he's been good. He's been in form. Um, High-scoring games for them of recent times too, like you just spoke about as well. So they're they're actually a little bit more exciting to watch than obviously your Sheffields and teams that we've already spoken about. But yeah, they're 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 very surprising. They've held their own considering they sold um, Mitrovic. Mitrovic, Yeah, Yeah. well, they they took a while before they did. That's for sure. They were they're a bit. Dead in the water there for the start of the season. They didn't know what was going on without him up there. But I can understand that because he was such a, a big influence on how they won and lost games sometimes <laughs> if he lost his head. But, yeah, I uh, think that's something that they probably need to replace as well. Yeah, Jimenez, costly for them. Yeah. Red cards. Which is obviously the what they've tried to replace him with, but he's nowhere near the level that Mitrovic was. Yeah. Oh, that hip and shoulder you're talking about to the yeah. to the head, yeah, with his ass pretty much. <laughs> it was his hip, but yeah, that's a, a Wobi has potential. Yeah, he just needs to find some form, I guess. Yeah, Jimenez the same. Great, good strikers. They just need to find their feet. So I think they keep doing what they're doing. They've got Pereira feeding them. They've got William kind of floating in where he needs to be. They're solid. They're not great, but if they just keep up what they're doing, I think they'll be fine. I don't really think they need much besides yeah. a striker, like you said, mm. an out-and-out striker like Mitrovic. Yeah. To be com- to be completely honest, we talk about Chelsea a lot, and I think we all know what they sort of need. Now it's probably just a, a, a time period for these players to gel with what they've got, see who's worth actually keeping in that lineup, see who's worth selling, and if they can get anything back for what they've actually paid for these players. Like Casido, for example, like he's been very disappointing <laughs> to start the season. Absolute mm. flop. Probably the. I think, be close I think he's to the been a good flop Premier of the season. I think he's been an okay Premier League player, but for the, the price tag that he's got, you need to be miles above where he's at. And, that's and the, the price that's the tag pressure was that comes probably with justified. It. It's not like they just overpaid for him. I think he was just about worth what they paid. If two clubs are willing to pay that amount of money or close to, then. You know, you're sort of in that range. You think anything north of 90 million was a fair price for him? Uh, So, yeah, it's not like, you know, sometimes you get teams that'll overpay for it, which is usually United, Mm. will overpay for a player. And then that sort of expectation gets lumped onto the player when it's not really, you know, they were never that that value to start with, I guess. So, I honestly don't think the culture is right at Chelsea. (laughs) No. I think yeah. that is their biggest issue at the moment. Mm. I'd, there's no loyalty. There's no dedication. There's no urge to want to win. Chelsea has been like that for a long time. A long that, time. That's you so, know mercenary sort of culture where you know you get a Conte in to win trophies and then they're gone, and you get this player in for for money and then they do well and then they're gone. So and, and I think that just goes to show that yeah, a lot of those players are there because they're getting paid quite. Handsomely, mm. agreed. The only uh, shining lights probably been stealing this season. Mm. 
Spoken about it a few times, but the big Bunda right. Sterling. And Cole Palmer, he's been yeah, quite, Palmer's quite, actually quite been good quite well. Good yeah, call. Good, good call. Good player. Brighton, they started the year off really well. They're in ninth at the moment, four points above Chelsea. So they're sitting in there a little bit comfortable, but they had that little period in the middle where they lulled and dropped off a bit. They've corrected it a little bit now in their last five, two wins, one draw, two losses. So they're about where they should be for the season, I reckon. And to be honest with you, they're just going to stay there. I don't, I don't see them going anywhere else. Yeah, I think what they need is a little bit of. I mean, Deserby's very hard line on what he wants that team to do, and he won't change it. You know, and it it's to their detriment sometimes. Yeah, especially against the lower teams that will sit in with a low block, they do struggle. So I think he needs to take a bit of a. What they need is for the coach to say, okay, well, sometimes we're going to tweak what we're doing just to suit who we're playing rather than – I mean, he doesn't have he doesn't have the world-class players that, that, say, Pep has at his disposal to just go, no, nah, this is it. This is what we're doing. Deal with it or, or you're gone. So, yeah, I, I think there just needs to be a little bit of flexibility for them to improve from, from what they've done so far. It does go to show that they – as much as they had that little bit of a lull, that they have been consistent with that though. They've lost they lost a few players, Casado being one of them, and they've still remained around where they are after losing such good talent. So the system might hang up a little bit. Maybe they just need to tweak a few things and potentially maybe bring someone in. But every club probably needs to bring someone in at some point. <laughs> West Ham in eighth next. The issue with them is consistency, I think. Mm-hmm. You see it some days you go, gee whiz, West Ham's on. Like and I get a hammer week, emoji from Hitsy. Every sec- I get one every second week, so I go, oh, they've lost this week. Yeah. Uh, so they're not going that well. But they're sitting in eighth, and they're the same. They, they lost they lost players, but they're hanging around. And Ward-Prowse signing of the season nearly up there with Madison. Yep, definitely. Oof, that's a big call. Madison's out injured, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, he started off Madison quite well. So obviously you yeah. probably Ward-Prowse has been good. I don't know. Yeah, I think Madison was better. I definitely better. Palmer is probably a better, like, better impact on, on a team than... Ward Prowse. He's uh, in the England squad. Yeah. He, Watkins, well, Watkins isn't a signing, but he's been enormous. We'll get to him later. But, yeah, West Ham for me is consistency. You know, I'd probably say signing of the season is Decker Rice. Mm. He's transformed that, that Arsenal midfield from being quite sort of flaky and leaky at, at times to they, they just boss every game now. And he's come up and won them points over and over and over again this season. So that would be my tip at least. Fair. We'll move on to United next, and they've only had one draw this year, and it was on the bloody weekend. Who it was? Thought? It was. The I think there was like twenty games in a row or something without a draw, which is pretty crazy. Well, let's be honest. The issue with them is scoring goals. Mm-hmm. Big, big uh, every, time. every team above them is literally double or more goals. Um, so Four. six teams are double mm-hmm. or more, and their their goal difference ratio is in the negatives, negative three. Comparison to the lowest one above them is twelve, which is Tottenham. Mm-hmm. So everyone else above that is, you know, 15, 20, 21 in that sort of region. So for them, as good as it is, as good as it is for them that they sort of got that draw, they can reset and go again. Goals has got to start coming very soon. What do you reckon we need? Hoyle and Fed. Mm-hmm. You need someone Fair. to support him. If he he is a fucking weapon. You get him. I'd rather him than Nunes, man. Yeah, if he was honestly, in our system, if I had Hoyle and I'd be fucking frothing Liverpool. At the moment, but he just needs that support. He needs a, a bit of guidance too, I think. Yeah. And I, I think not having an, an out and out leader in that 
team, that starting 11, is his probably biggest issue. I think he needs an old head to yep. learn from. 100%. Like, I've spoken to some of my friends about it. I said, mate, if we had Edinson Cavani still at United. He'd be a weapon. Perfect. He'd Absolutely be perfect. Because he's happy coming off the bench. Yep. And he's probably the best off-the-ball movement I've ever seen was Cavani, like in the box, just knows where to go, knows where to create space for other people. Not not a selfish person. Like he would create the space for other people. And I think Draw we need something like yeah. that, even if it was maybe, you know, like a, a Giroud or something, you know, someone that's 34, 35 that's willing to take that, willing to play the second fiddle, but then can take the pressure off Hoyland at the moment because Martial's just not. I think, yeah, I was going to say, I think the other issue at United at the moment is the culture. You've got a couple mm-hmm. of young kids that think they're fucking shit hot, but they've got, like you said, no old head to kind of bring them down to the level. Mm. Like if if Cavani can come on, pay, play 20 minutes and score a couple yeah. of goals and you've just spent 70 minutes doing nothing, I'd be pretty fucking humbled. Mm. <laughs> exactly. So, no, I agree. I agree. But I, honestly, I think the best thing for United would be just for the whole ownership thing to be done. Mm. Whether someone's coming on board or not, sounds like someone is. Mm. Sounds like they are, but that just needs to be done because it's just been hanging over the club for more than a year now. and it's, it's Get some like, money back for Sancho and buy someone else. Fuck him off. Yep. Mate, fuck him off. The quicker he goes, the better because we don't have to hear about it again. Yeah. So anyway, next. <laughs> next is Newcastle in six at the moment. And I think the best thing for them, as funny as it is, is that they're out of the Champions League now. It, they get a good run at it. With their injuries, they definitely needed to drop out of a competition, that's for sure. Yeah, unfortunately for them, it was the Champions League like we spoke about. They had a red-hot crack towards the end of that game but mm. couldn't get it done. Now I think they just need to go – they need to have one of those streaks where it's just like, okay, now we're building. Mm. You know, they need, to, they need to win three out of four. And then you look at them and you go, oh, geez, they're dangerous again now. Yeah. They're really pushing for that top four spot because still at this point they're five points behind, funnily enough, City in fourth. <laughs> Um, yeah, they, it they been need a few to, years since that's happened. Yeah, so they they really needed to bank some wins. That's as simple as it gets. I know a lot of teams do, but for them to be any chance at the top four, they need to make a move soon because that, that gap will keep spreading. Yeah, I don't think top four is an essential thing for Newcastle this year. I mean, last year they were ahead of their curve from rebuilding. You know, to make the Champions League last year, I think was an overachievement for them. Um, for them to drop out this year would not be the end of the world. But, but uh, as long as they didn't bottom out towards this end of the season and it really tapers off. Yeah, I like think if to they, if they be finish, in Europe would be good. If they can do anything above Conference League, Europa League, anything like that is a good, especially with this year's competition, with Aston Villa up there, with you know Brighton nipping at the heels, you know, and Tottenham as well. So it, It'd be disappointing if they finished below, anything below seventh, though. Oh, yeah. Definitely, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think so, the biggest thing they need is to fill out the squad now and get rid of... Because this year, the biggest issue they have had is when they've had those injuries, they haven't had the quality to back it up. They need that backup quality. So they need to actually bring in three or four new players in this, probably in the, at the end of the year. Do not you know the, who the owners need to bring in? Ronaldo <laughs> from Al Nasir. <laughs> On loan. On loan. On loan. They, they own the Al Nasir club. So oh, you watch, bring Ronaldo in, drop. Oh, actually. Straight to four minutes. You imagine, right? They allow, what is it, Saudi League, a Champions League spot like they've been lobbying for oh. it. And then Al Nasir finish above Newcastle so Newcastle can't play in the Champions League. Because <laughs> oh. <laughs> that can happen. It would be ropeable. Like, what yeah. is it, Girona this year with yep. uh, same owners as City? 
and Girona are top of La Liga at the moment. Mm-hmm. So you imagine that. You imagine if they finish top and City lost, uh, City come second or third, and City don't make Champions League because same owners. It'd be a fucking shambles, isn't it? Rot. Yeah. You watch how quick Girona would be sold to someone <laughs> else after that, or they'd go and shoot all the players with six games oh, to go, so they drop off. That's happened before. <laughs> we'll do fifth now, and we'll save the top four for next uh, next episode, I think. Yeah. Uh, but Tottenham, uh, 33 points at this stage, only one point behind City at this point. Same games played. Their goal differential, like I said earlier, is 12 in comparison to the other teams. Uh, what do they need? Going forward, obviously, I think health's a big one of them. They've had a lot of players out. Yep. That goes without saying. Um, but for me, as well as health, is probably again a little bit of consistency. It sounds re- sounds repetitive, but for teams that are in that, you really need to get on a bit of a roll at this time of year and solidify your spot, especially within that top, sort of top six, top seven. Yeah, I, I agree. I think uh, once Tottenham kind of. I think they've calmed their nerves. They, they, had, they, they overachieved to start. Yeah, 100%. They were fucking off to a flying start, overachieved, being humbled now. I think their goal would be top four. Yep. So I'd be aiming for that, drop Villa out. If, if we had have said at the start of the year there, Tottenham will make top four yet after losing Harry Kane, new coach in, and you go, oh, not a chance. Oh, yep. I called him to win it all, remember? Yeah. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. It's been <laughs> clipped. But I think uh, they get Madison back and a bit of consistency. They'll be they'll be fine. I think honestly, they top, need top a little six. bit. They need a little bit like Brighton. They need Ange to just sometimes swallow his pride and go, look, maybe I can't go toe to toe with this team, and just get get points get where point. yeah. Yeah, because, you know, there's some days, especially when they had a few injuries out, where they just needed to do that and Ange couldn't swallow his pride and they got humbled real bad. I think I know why he can't swallow his pride, though. He's got to make a a point, a statement to get Mm. players coming to play for him. If he's going to play safe. culture. culture. If he's going to play safe, I would want to go play with him. Yeah, fair. I'll be there to fucking win everything. Mm. Love Love it. That's best point made today, I reckon. Mm. All right, let's get through match day 18 now. Harley, get the pen out. We're going to be flying through these. Let's see. There's no point, Rod. I've, I've lost track of all our <laughs> right. stuff, so we'll just, we'll just go through them. All right, let's go through them. Palace, Palace Brighton at home. What do we think? Was? Funny thing what, is, Palace, I, did, Palace home. I did this on last night's pod, and I can't remember what I picked, so it'll be interesting to see if I've gone completely <laughs> different. This People be might good. be like, what the fuck's wrong with this play? You, you can skip it if you want. It's you got don't four have to. multis. You don't have to yeah, you two, you two fly through it. <laughs> all, right. all right, Palace at Brighton. Uh, at Palace. That's going to be a Palace win, 2-1. Yeah, 2-0. Nice. Villa, Sheffield? Villa, 5-0. Yeah, you'd think they're going to give them a bit at of home. hiding. Maybe yep. 4-0. <laughs> at home. Yep. I like it. City, Brentford. 1-all. Love it. Really I honestly like think 1-all. At, at Etihad. It's, actually, that's postponed. My apologies. I did the same thing. <clears> oh, it is too. Yep. That yeah, one yeah, is yeah. postponed, but we'll move oh, on. Okay. KDB might be back for that. We never yeah. know. I hope so. Goat. Uh, West Ham United. <laughs> one all. You only said one one team name then. West Ham United. <laughs> <laughs> nice. No, all right. Uh, at London Stadium, isn't it? Yes, yes. correct. 2-1 Man United. Tottenham, Everton. Every team my name is the home team. Oh, I think Tottenham win this. Three two. 
Tottenham. I'm going to say 3-1 Tottenham. If we said that at the start of the season, we wouldn't have said that, I reckon. God, no. God, no. So it's, things have changed. Yeah. Anyway, Champions League final, Nottingham Forest versus Bournemouth. <laughs> Bournemouth 3-0. <laughs> Forest at home are going to break Bournemouth's streak of good good games. They're going to win 2-1. Fulham, Burnley, another cracker. 1-0 Fulham. Yeah, I'm going to say 3-0 Fulham. Luton, Newcastle. Oh, tough for Newcastle. Tough trip. <laughs> lock it in. They got to walk past and look at everyone in the Luton, bar. Two one. <laughs> reckon they get up? I reckon they get up. Oof. That would be enormous. I'd fucking profit. <laughs> I'll put on a keg for the tab too. The you know, party. we're gonna double down here. One nil Luton. Oh, I love it. <laughs> double keg. <laughs> Which we love. I need fucking Callum Wilson to score in that game, or else I'll be shouting mine. <laughs> All right, Liverpool Arsenal game of the round. One versus two. Enormous Christmas Eve. Yep. Is this sorry at Anfield? Was it at yep. Anfield? Yep. Um, oh. right, it's gonna be a high scoring game. Three two Liverpool. I think end to end. Yep. It's going to be end-to-end. Martinelli's going to get on the score sheet. He's going to split Gomez because for some reason Gomez is starting again. Fuck it. I reckon you're gonna, this is going to be one of those games that Declan Rice is going to win the game. Coming for Rice's? Yep. He's going to win the game for Arsenal and Arsenal are going to snatch the points completely 3-1. Wow. Arsenal. That would be Big. huge. And Wolves versus Chelsea next. I reckon At- Chelsea get done here. Yeah, I reckon 2-1 yep. to Wolves. I was going to say exactly the same. Chelsea get done. Well, there we go. Sorry, Cody. Some big, big results. <laughs> he tipped Wolves too, I think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's like, I'm fucking done with him. Uh, so, great episode, actually. I like that. Bit of it wasn't a di- bad. Bit of a different, bit different. Ch- bit of a different change up. I think this will be our last for the year. Definitely. Um, oh, it depends on, I suppose, when New Year's and stuff. Well, if, you, if well. you see an episode come out, it is a surprise. Yep. So uh, just enjoy the break, everyone. Be safe. Go the Reds. Anything else we want to add? You're right. Go the Reds. At least you only have to say that, and then I don't mm. have to say it as well. So. Yeah. We're all red here. We're Fellas. all red. <laughs> <laughs> Which we love. All right. Been a good year. We'll uh, see you next year. Hooroo. Thanks, boys. <laughs>